what is up everybody thank you uh, for tuning into the fathom beyond sunday podcast we're really excited about this new podcast it's really designed to, to just be very casual just a couple of leaders at fathom talking faith talking life talking about how we can grow in our faith where it's really going on between monday through saturday not just on sunday so uh, tune in listen to the conversation open your heart and pray that that this really helps Welcome, welcome. This is Fathom Beyond Sunday, where we engage in conversation that takes our walk with God beyond Sunday and into the week. Today, we have Pastor Kyle Nelson. What is up? And myself, Jackie Cobble. Um, the usual suspects. Usual suspects, <laughs> indeed. We'll have to add some more people into this soon. We were in person this past weekend out at our Saturday night service, and you opened up the thing and you said, welcome, welcome. And I just laughed. I was like, you do that in person too. <laughs> it's Welcome, welcome. It's just your new shtick. <laughs> it is. I can't. It was, I, we were standing out in the middle of the field and I was like, all right. I hadn't even thought about what I was going to say because it was like, hey, Christina's not here. Here's yeah. a microphone. Can you do this? Yeah. It was, a, it was a great weekend. Great Easter weekend. And, uh, it really was. Just, it was so good. Yeah. It's hard to take in all that God's doing, but but we're thankful for it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I'm so I'm I am so grateful that we had this Easter before we move because yeah. it it's so good for us to be able to like celebrate cuz this is one of my favorite seasons, yeah, you know, especially on the church calendar. This and the next, you know, 50 days and I just I love this season. Mm-hmm. There's just so much cool stuff that happens and so our kids were like, oh, I'm so glad we got to do the Easter egg hunt. Like they're, they recognize that we're leaving. And so they're counting all of their blessings. Every time they get to do something, they're yeah. like, yes. Yeah. I told my mom, because this Easter, nobody came into town. We just really didn't do anything. And I was like, we have to do lunch or something because my kids will will forever be like, remember the Easter we didn't do anything? Yeah. The one before we moved. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They've already started doing that with other things. Yeah. So. Feeling the last coming. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, Christmas when we didn't do the Christmas play. They were so upset. Yeah. (laughs) They were like, they were like, this is the last year we're going to get to do it. I was like, well, sorry. (laughs) Yeah. But then you, you gave them opportunity to do other things and that, that helped them be happy. Yeah. Work through it. (laughs) Yeah. They were, they got through it. Season for everything. Yes. Yeah. So. But it's been, oh, it's just been so good. Yeah. So good to do all these things. Yeah, for sure. I'm excited to to chat today. What's on your mind this week? Yeah. So, you know, we just came through Easter Sunday and Easter Sunday is just a big invite week. You Mm -hmm. know, Um, I feel like everybody goes to church on Easter Sunday. (laughs) If if you call yourself a Christian, you're there. And so it's really easy to invite people. Oh, come to church on Easter because you're already doing it anyways. Yeah. Um, But One thing that I've been asked over and over and over, and there's a lot of nuance to it, but is how to share your faith. You know, Easter Sunday is great and getting people to church is wonderful, but the reality is, is most people aren't coming to church until they've heard a little bit of the gospel, Mm -hmm. you know, until they've felt this kind of pool to get there. And I I think our culture just has done a very poor job of figuring out how to do that well mm. in the lives of people around us. You know, I think we struggle sometimes with different, different things, you know, that hold us back from actually doing that. And so today I really wanted to talk through why it's important, you know, what are some of the things that keep us from doing it? And then some practical ways to actually share our faith with people. 
Yeah. So evangelism, yeah, yeah. Is, is a is the topic of the day, um, and it's hard. It's hard. Like honestly, it's it's hard in in any culture, um, and, and it takes time to learn it, especially when we see some who are so gifted in it. Um, yeah. I think that makes us sometimes feel even further behind. Absolutely. You know, and the scriptures tell us that you know some people are particularly gifted in that way, particularly mm-hmm. called yep. in that way. Some people's personalities really lend themselves to that and the giftings that they've been given or their testimonies or, you know, just particularly apparent, you know, where it's it's very obvious and people are just entered into their world or their profession, you know, leans to, to be more open with their faith and some others right. who it's really frowned upon to be able to communicate mm-hmm. um, in that environment. So everybody's different, and but it's it's so important. And, and I definitely agree with you that Christian uh, Americanized Christianity um, and this whole thing has just kind of become this convoluted mess. And, and I think the church is at a place like we don't really know what to do or how to do this. I'm talking about like the global yeah. and uh, the American church right now. Absolutely. Um, but I, I, I sense in our church too, just like this, this desire to know them more clearly, like to, to really practically live it out. And so, I'm definitely excited to talk talk more about this. Um, I mean, w- what we're talking about is just being able to to share our, the gospel with people. Yeah, I think the old school versions that we've seen <laughs> of that is you know passing out tracks. You know, uh, yeah, what we see Jehovah Witness doing, which is like going and like knocking on people's door, standing out by the roadside. And yeah. I know we go down to the South Bank a lot, um, living where we do, and you know Jehovah's Witness are always post up with just these oh, things yeah. and. And they're just standing there, like waiting for somebody to come up and ask them questions. And like, hey, can I have some of that? <laughs> you know, it's like when somebody hands me something when I'm walking on the road, I'm just like, I don't want to throw this away. Like, I'm, I don't want to take it. No, <laughs> yeah, I don't want to take it because I don't want to waste your your what you have. Like, yeah, you're just <laughs> yeah. And so, um, I guess I'd say it like this: that when it comes to to sharing the gospel, um, some people are going to actually disagree, and, and then we'll say. Hey, no, this is the way you share the gospel. I would say that's most likely because um, you've been trained that way, and that's the only way you know. <laughs> right. Um, I would actually say that there's there's probably no one perfect way to share the gospel. I would say there's a lot of really bad ways mm, yeah. to try to share the gospel <laughs> that are just frankly not not effective. Um, and and how you view salvation and how you view discipleship I think really determines how you approach evangelism as well. Right. It, it really affects it. You know, so if you think that um if you think that, you know, salvation is the finish line, right? And I think that's where a lot of Christians I gotta get somebody saved. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. first of all, uh we don't get anybody saved. <laughs> nope. <laughs> right. We aren't God the is one who saves um, we are ambassadors for Christ. We're called into um, his His mission. Um, but it's not us who, who saves. God's drawing people. He's stirring on people's hearts. He's calling them into his goodness and his faithfulness. So I think we've got to remember that. And, and I know just for us here, it's, you know, salvation isn't the, the finish line. It's the really the starting line. Um, and really when it comes down to it, somebody's faith journey has started long ago. They, they've 
They have a picture of who God is, right or wrong. You know, they've got a theology now, right or wrong. They've got some type of mindset and perspective. So um, with that type of things out on the table of kind of where I'm at, where I believe our, our church is and what we believe, I would say it's got to come, you know, honestly, you know, out of who you are. And, and I want to elaborate on that a little bit more, but I'd love to just ask you a question to really just set the table a little bit further mm-hmm. on where the church is at in this, because the statistics are staggering. Like Christians don't share their faith. Like no. they don't now more than ever, they don't share their faith. You know, that, those statistics, I think it's like, I don't know, in a, in a Christian's lifetime, they'll maybe lead one person to Christ. And it's like less than one person, like, which crazy. is just, it's wild. It's crazy to me. It's wild. And, and I'm not talking about like, even you pray the sinner's prayer with them type of thing, but like actually living a life, walking with them in discipleship and going from non-believer to believer. Yeah. You know, not even like, oh, I've helped walk every bit of this process. Right. You know, so so the statistics are staggering, but I just wanted to get in your perspective. Like, what do you think is like holding people back from maybe even you listening, you start thinking through what's holding you back from sharing your faith. What do, what do you see in people's lives that's holding them back? Um, I think one of the biggest things that holds people back from actually sharing the gospel is fear. Fear in that manifests in several different ways. Um, I'd say fear of losing a relationship. Um, yeah. We share something, and but we're afraid that people aren't going to, um, they're they're going to reject those beliefs, and in rejecting those beliefs, reject ourselves. You know, reject us, and not want to be in relationship with us because we believe what we believe, mm-hmm. or fear of just um, missing things. You know, like not not saying what something that's right you know being not having oh gosh what's the word (laughs) not being able to articulate there we go just like i'm not able to articulate right now (laughs) (laughs) well illustrated well illustrated (laughs) you know they're not you're not able to articulate well the gospel or truth and or feeling like you need to be an expert you know yeah and i think that's why a lot of the very simplistic abcs of salvation yeah have been offered Right. You know, on mission trips and things like yes. that. So it's like, let's let's help people articulate that. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. In fact, if you really hear me describe <laughs> yes. often salvation, I'll talk about, you know, accept and believe and consent. I'll, I'll weave those. And then discipleship, I'll use the D. Yes. <laughs> right? So I'll weave some of those things in. But it, it's built in a conversation. It's out of our own own story and own life. And, yeah. But I think, you're, I think you're spot on. I think fear is a major one that that people are wrestling with in this. So um so I guess let's kind of get into the nuts and bolts of, of this and for me I think it really boils down to um an understanding of really how we see Jesus doing this and and meeting practical needs first of all and yeah. and just what he taught us to do which is to love him and to to love our neighbor and so I think when we talk about again sharing the gospel it's it's not just in our words like we're that's a part of it but it's also yeah. in how we live and how we treat people and Absolutely. some someone is going to be far more kind of open far more open to the gospel when i have um just really cared for them and mm-hmm. been christ like to them 
And because yeah. that for our world, that's so foreign, <laughs> right. you know, Christ-like behavior and, and genuine love and compassion for people is, is so um, countercultural in a world that's so selfish and Absolutely. focused on themselves and hardened to pain and suffering, yeah. you know? I think, I think our church does this really well when people are here. Like, you know what I mean? Like when people are here, they, they've really embodied that serve team culture of like, be interested, not interesting, you know, where it's really important that we we're interested in what are, is going on in the lives of the Absolutely. people around us. And we, and I think that that is what we miss is we think it has to be this formula. We have to say all of these things. And if we miss something, then we're not sharing the full gospel, Yeah, you know? And the reality is, is that's not, that's really not the case because one person isn't the thing that is the catalyst to someone's salvation. It's a multitude of things. You know, yeah. God doesn't just use one person. I mean, there might be that one person that gets to be the one that's like, yeah, let's do this. Yeah. I, I always think about like, um, I, it's been publicized before in the past, like the, the farmer who invited Billy Graham to, to church. Oh, I haven't heard that story. I've heard people allude to it, but I've never actually heard the story. Yeah, I and mean, he was a farmer and he invited... You know, so th there is power in these invites and, and God yes. can use one person to Absolutely. just drastically impact our yeah. lives. And we, we can probably think about that in our own lives. But um, yeah, I think we often do kind of make so many excuses for it as opposed to just living in the, you know, living present and, and engaging with people, like genuinely have a concern for who they are. And I, I think... I think there's this balance of not rushing it, but also not, and, and not forcing something, but also um, not, but living with a, a sense of urgency when it comes to the gospel. It's like, um, I, I want to continue to feed and meet needs and care for them, but but if that just continues to go on and we never offer like the gift of salvation, like Absolutely. the truth of the gospel, what are we doing? Like we're, we're first of all, we're, it's being selfish. Mm -hmm. If we really believe in the saving grace of Jesus Christ and it's a gift and it's free and we didn't earn it, then it's being selfish. You know, it's being selfish with the gospel. Something that I uh, had thought about, just recently is there was a time in my life where I did a, a homeschool kind of curriculum and I had to um, do a lot of marketing with that. And in that marketing, they did a lot of studies. And one of the studies showed that people in order to even be interested or involved in something like to, to really to pay attention to it, they needed to hear about it six times. Yeah. I've heard seven before. Yeah. yeah it yeah. was like six or seven, you know, Yeah, but like around there, you know, and there's, if it, that is true for all people, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? God, God says, you know, he, he sits at the door and he knocks, right? Like he's, mm -hmm. he's there knocking at the door. How many times do you think he knocks before yeah. we actually pay attention? Yeah, you for know? sure. And, and these studies are just an echo of what is truth. You know, like we're, we're getting to see a picture because people need the opportunity to hear several times, you know, is this, could this be something? And the more that they have the opportunity to come up against these things and to, to see something, you know, it's, it's like that awakening. We have to be awakened to the truth before we can even begin to digest it and to really understand it, mm -hmm. you know? So I think, 
we put too much pressure on ourselves, you know, to share the gospel. Like if, and if someone doesn't accept it in that moment, we think we've failed, Yeah. but we're, we're measuring failure the wrong way. Yeah. You know, failure is not sharing because it's a success if we got the words out, you know, mm-hmm. we got the words out and we were able to just say, Hey, here's an opportunity for you to see God. Yeah. And I'm getting ready to go into a series called the overflow and we're kind of jumping off church calendar stuff and just talking about the Holy Spirit for the next few weeks, but Amen. calling the overflow to really that that's why God's given us one of the many purposes why he's given us the Holy Spirit so that we'll be empowered Yes, for to so that you'll be witnesses. Amen. You know, and, yes. and so I think that's a huge element of this is just being empowered by the Holy Spirit. Like, yes, quit living in our fleshly fear and walk in the power of the Holy Spirit. Like, I, I think that's a huge element of this that we're just trying to do in our own flesh and like, well, that ain't gonna work. I think most of us, we hear God ask us to share our faith. Oh yeah, we feel the nudge. We feel the nudge, even if yep. we don't hear it. We <laughs> yeah. feel this nudge. It's this burning in our soul. That's like I am supposed to open my mouth and sh- say something, right. but I don't know what it is. Don't know how it's gonna come out. Yeah. But then we, I, f- I feel like so often we're like, oh, that's just me. That's crazy. I'm not gonna do that. Yeah. And. And you just missed an opportunity, you know, like anytime you feel that nudge, just do it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think that's, that's huge because the Holy Spirit leads us. So he leads us well, you know, and it's us. We have to, we have to listen. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so I, I love how Jesus was often interacting. I always think of, I love John chapter four. Um, I talk about and reference John chapter four so much um, because it's an it's an evangelism opportunity that Jesus intentionally met a woman, this woman at the well, yep. as she's known, Samaritan woman. So Jesus crosses all the cultural boundaries. I won't go through and preach the whole thing, but <laughs> <clears throat> he's just asking this woman. He's asking her questions. He's showing interest in her life. Yes. And yeah, he has a motive in it. You know, he's he's leading somewhere because he's intentional about his life and he's living a life on mission. So to say that we're, you know, I, I feel like sometimes we can feel like we're being dishonest when we're just asking questions. I think you can be sincere, but you also, at the end of the day, you do have a long and a purpose to be able to share the truth. That yeah, doesn't mean I have to calm. share it today. I don't have to share it necessarily tomorrow, but there is this burning sense of urgency and we've got to be paying attention to where's this person at what's what's, where's their soul at right now where are they at in this this whole grand journey and if it's struggling with just is there such a thing as absolute truth then we kind of need we need to start there and i think a lot of times we just want to start with the the gospel i think it's meeting people where they're at and and i think that's where we often miss out um and sometimes it's hey i've been hurt by the church and actually, and then when we really start to unpack, they're like, oh, I don't believe in God. When we really start to unpack it. Actually, they've been hurt by the church. Yep. They see God as, um, you know, whatever. They've just got this confused view of, of life and things now. And so we have to just love them through that process. And often it takes much longer than what we'd yes. like for it to. Yeah. Um, you know, and so I, I don't know how long it takes to make a disciple mm-hmm. in America. <laughs> but. Yeah, but but it it doesn't. Um, but that's what we're called to, and we're yes. called to to be a part of that. And 
I think, to live in such a way. So just taking Jesus' example of just asking questions, and as you said before, using our, our cultural language of be interested, not well, interested. And I think that that whole idea of the finish line and saying, you know, like the finish line isn't salvation, it's actually the starting point. Mm-hmm. Like like this this desire for salvation, this desire to to know God, that is that's the beginning point of what we're called into. Like this is about the life that you're about to lead. You know, this salvation moment isn't about, I mean, it is about death because Mm -hmm. we, we want to defeat death. We want to live forever with God, but really it's about what's to come. The life that he wants to build in us, the things that he wants to do in this earth to go and make disciples of all nations. Mm -hmm. You know, I think so often we miss that calling because we have made missionaries. So like, esteemed in the church you know like and it's great we missionaries are great our family's about to be missionaries that's lovely we love that idea yeah but the reality is is every single person in the church is a missionary you're just called to your hometown right now right yeah you know or you're called to where your job is or you're called to where you know god has planted you and and you're still called to go out and make disciples Mm -hmm. whether it's absolutely whether it's right down the road or you know and across the pond or you know Somewhere else, who knows? But you know, you're called to do that now. Mm-hmm. People have asked over and over, "Oh, how did, how did you know that this is what God wanted? How did you, you know, how do you know that God's calling you to do this? How do you, how?" I was like, "Because we, because we were missionaries first here. Mm-hmm. I was like, because we, we got involved with the church and we made it a priority to serve and to live out the gospel in our everyday mm-hmm. here. Yeah, and then call God called us out." Yeah. You know, and until until you're willing to live it here, he's never going to do anything greater. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that may be here forever. Yeah, that may absolutely. be. <laughs> that may be, you know, learning to teach other people what it looks like mm-hmm. to live it. But we, but we got to begin to live it. And um, even if that's simply just one person at a time for our whole life, yes. you begin to think about that butterfly effect of the impact <laughs> of, again, that one invite of the farmer to, to Billy Graham. I mean, just that's a, that's yeah. a massive one. Right. But absolutely. But again, um, even if it's, you know, one person a year, you know, one person a month, if we'd be so bold to, to one yeah. person a week that, you know, and oftentimes again, those are just one chance encounters, yes. but what we've really just bought into is just this relational discipleship of, you know, I hey, can, okay, follow me as I follow Christ. Right. I can remember the first time I ever, really like walked out evangelism and I was a teenager. <clears throat> I think I was going into my sophomore year and I had started a job at McDonald's and there was this guy there. He ended up being my boyfriend for two years in high school. But, <laughs> but before that it was like, you know, I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to see if this guy wants to go to church. Cause he was going through some really hard stuff with his family. And, you know, he just, he just seemed sad all the time. And I was like, you know what? I, I know, I know a God who can take care of this, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I just remember always being like, Hey, you know, we would hang out and we would have fun at work. And then I would just be like, you know, if you ever really want, if you ever want to go, like we I'll come pick you up. Like I was 15, he was 16. And, um, he ended up one Sunday, like one day being like, yeah, he's like, I'll go with you. And so we ended up going to church and I remember like it was, it was three weeks after that he started going with us every week and he was like, you know, I want, 
he's like, I think I want to do this thing. And like, I got to pray with him and everything. And it was so cool. Like, mm. I remember that. And, and God used that to really like stir a passion to see people's lives come to know God. Yeah. You know, I mean, before that, I love God. I wanted people to know him. But once I got to actually do that with someone and mm -hmm. really like walk that out with them, yeah. I was like, there is nothing cooler than that in this yeah. life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I, I think through so many stories, you know, yeah. um, once I became a pastor, um, sometimes that's convoluted, as yeah. I've talked about before, just because, uh, you know, in, in some ways people are far more open with me. <coughs> In other ways, they're far more closed off with me. Mm -hmm. um, there's just a real weird Absolutely. back and forth on that, just depending on who the person is and their story. But, um, you know, I, I think often some of my favorite ones are, you know, I'm traveling um, <laughs> alone um, on an airplane. Oh, gosh, yes. You know, and um, and and I'm able to just, just strike up conversation and I'm not, they don't know who I am or right. anything like that or even if it's around town and just talking with the checkout person or something like that. I, I love those opportunities because I am, I'm able to just be interested and, and people will just open up yes. to complete strangers oftentimes because it's like there's mm -hmm. nothing to lose. There's no baggage attached and all that stuff. Well, um, especially cashiers. It's like, I can't tell you how many times I've been through the grocery line and because we have seven people in our house, the groceries are usually like piled yeah. high. So yeah. I have like a good 15 minutes with yeah. these people yeah. and they're just telling me they're, and I can't tell you how many, how many cashiers I've prayed for. Yeah. Like I would, I would just be like, you know, they'll tell me what's going on in their life because every, it seems like every cashier is just open to that. Mm. And because you're listening, you're willing yeah. to listen. And, and then it's like, okay, well, cool. Well, I'm sorry this is happening, but yeah. can I pray for you? Yeah, I find that a ton just we've been in a construction process, so I've just had a ton of evangelism opportunities in construction. Absolutely. And been ministering to a ton of them, you know, That's through awesome. it and um of all kinds of different faith backgrounds and non faith backgrounds and agnostic, atheist, different, yeah. you know. Um, and that's just been, it's been really exciting. I mean, I, I, I just, I love, love that environment. Um, and just being able to love people where they're at. Yep. And, um, the gospel is so beautiful and so compelling. It's, but most people don't understand it. Um, and, and I think just being able to share out of your own personal story, I think is something that we have to get yes. good at. Yes. Not in a polished way, but just in an authentic, vulnerable way and, and being able to give people glimpses, not, not 30 minute whoops, you know, stories, but to be able to com communicate in our own words, I once was blind and now I see. Mm -hmm. I once yep. was dead and now I'm alive. Yes. <laughs> I once was prideful and God broke that to pieces. Yes. And now I, I think less of myself and look to serve you. And mm -hmm. this love that I have to freely give you doesn't cost me anything because it was yes. given so richly to me and Amen. continues to be poured out. And so when you just, man, I, I preached a couple of weeks ago and just proclaiming the excellencies of his name and just, I spoke of Galatians 2.20 and just how compelling that was for me and my youth yes. to just, I've died. It's not me who's living, it's just Christ that's living through me. And so the more we just crucify the flesh and just let God live through us, yes. you know, through his Holy Spirit and more we hide the word of God in our heart and are just 
unashamed about the gospel, unashamed about our own brokenness and where we've come from, and even the mess that we're still working through. Um, we just experience this new way to be human that Jesus has led us into. Yes. Um, that the world is searching for. And mm-hmm. we're not the finished product. Um, and we're not the answer. And so, but we point to the answer and yep. we're a signpost. And we don't have all That the points answers. to the way. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with getting yes. into a conversation that says, I don't know. Um, but it's just kind of kind of laying it all out there and living Absolutely. in such a way that um, you, you, that your love for God and your love for people is so evident that yeah. people are just attracted to that. Yes. Yeah. They want to know more about this Jesus you speak of. Yes. So, yeah. and, and, and then we invite them into that journey. Yes. We invite them to a small group, to a neighborhood party, yep. to a, a church service, you know, as yes. things progress. And then you just look back and it's – you know, well, and don't let discouragement be the thing that keeps yeah. you from doing it. Rejection's you know? part of it; comes with it. Well, and and Jesus, you know, they're not rejecting you; they're yeah, rejecting him for sure. You know, and and he's okay with the rejection. Yeah, you know? yeah, like and he, we we have to be too. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yep. Good stuff. Well, I hope this was helpful for you guys. As always, we love you, and we are so excited and thankful that you have been here today and been listening. And we will catch you next time.